dietitian. And I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimize your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. Well, welcome back to the New Mums Nutrition podcast. Today we are answering a very common question of can you exercise and breastfeed not at the same time although I'd be very interested to see you try that but how does exercising affect um, your breast milk supply and of course because I am not an exercise physiologist we've brought back onto the podcast Courtney so welcome Courtney hello how are you I'm good how are you good I'm excited to be back yes thank you so Um, For those who have listened to our previous episode, episode 10, Courtney spoke to us all about um, how to return to exercise after having a baby. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen to that episode. Courtney Pollock is the founder and head exercise physiologist at Her Exercise Physiology, a virtual exercise physiology clinic. She is deeply passionate about women's health and how exercise can be used to treat and prevent so many female health concerns, particularly focusing on pelvic floor and pelvic health. Let's just get into it. Can you exercise if you're a breastfeeding mum? Yes, you can. Short answer. <laughs> um, I actually help a lot of women who are in that postnatal period and they're exercising and breastfeeding and they're having a great old time. But I think um, like in terms of research, it there really are no serious issues around exercising and breastfeeding if you're, I guess, doing it all properly and safely anyway. But mm. I think we'll probably get more into the details around that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess one of the concerns people have is actually not wanting to um, impact on their supply or not even Mm. knowing what impact does does Mm. exercise have on breast milk? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of research, most of the stuff, like, let's be honest, there isn't a lot of research on Mm. this. I think you probably are aware because I'm sure you probably have to look this up. But it's not, one, it's not very ethical to, I guess, create an environment for breastfeeding moms that may put them at risk of this anyway. So like doing research Mm. on this topic can be quite difficult. And there's a lot of research maybe on like animal studies, I guess, but it is a little bit like, you know, you're not going to like severely reduce a breastfeeding mom's like in energy intake by over-exercising to just see what happens. Like it's it's a little bit controversial. So um, (laughs) you can see your face like, yeah, yeah, not ideal. Yeah, actually, in in a lot of this research, it's just looking at what mums are doing, not changing what they're doing to find and see what the result is. And so that means the research isn't going to be as strong in this area. Mm, And even in breastfeeding in general, the... Um, when we're looking at like the specific answers to specific questions, mm. the research just is not as strong as what we'd really like it to be. And so I yeah. find we tend to need to go, okay, let's look at the research that is there and then use what we know about mm. physiology and how that impacts either from an exercise or nutrition perspective, how that impacts our body and use uh, what we see in practice as well yep, to make this 100%. big clinical judgment. Yeah, it's almost the same for like a lot of like pelvic floor issues that I see. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so many things that contribute, like especially to breastfeeding. Like you can't just eliminate all factors and measure one thing. 
Like that's right. What yeah. else are you doing in your day to day other yeah. than exercise? That could be the reason, but you're just like, oh, it must be the exercise. Like there's mm. so many other things. So it's really hard to pinpoint that. But yeah, that's let's, right. let's talk a little bit more about like moderate to mild exercises most studies would cover. That's based on like what moms are doing and they're reporting what's yeah. happening for them. And there really has been no research to say that there's issues with that. Like there's no issues with uh, supply levels. There's no issues with like composition issues. Like it's pretty safe. Like you're fine to do it really. Um, there is a little bit of research around like really high intensity exercise and production of lactic acid and then that going into the breast milk, which could affect, I guess, like, whether or not your baby actually wants to drink it. Um, so from a taste perspective. From a taste perspective, yeah. Um, and then, like, there was also some research around, like, like salty skin if you have, like, been really, really sweaty and then yeah. latching because of that. I wouldn't have um, even thought about that. Yeah, like, because it's salty and, like, mm-hmm. the flavor's not so great. So, I mean, if you're not showering after your exercise, maybe that could be the reason why mm. you're having troubles with the feeding. Or, But it's definitely not a supply issue from what we can see um i think the most important factor con- to consider is actually more about hydration levels whilst you're breastfeeding hydration is like super important uh fluid levels to help build supply so when you're looking at exercise coming into it if you're getting quite sweaty and you're like losing fluid levels and you're also dehydrated maybe because you haven't had enough water throughout the day anyway like maybe that could contribute to like the exercise component may be the reason what you're why you're seeing changes. Like let's say you're a second baby and your first one, you didn't really exercise postpartum or when you were breastfeeding and you had no issues with supply. But then the next time you've now started exercise and you're ha- seeing all these issues, it might actually be the fact that you're not hydrated enough to cope with the exercise as well as supply breast milk. Mm, because your hydration needs are so, are so much higher and if mm. you're feeling thirsty you know the thirst when you're breastfeeding is unlike any other mm. but that already shows you that you're you're dehydrated that's your body trying to yeah. say drink more water but then if you're exercising on top of that your fluid requirements how much water you Amen. need mm. are so much higher yeah so it could be that issue around mm. um breast supply that uh breast milk supply sorry that could be causing issues, but then it could also be like energy deficit as well. There is a little bit of research that says like, you know, if you're in a really uh, big energy deficit where you're maybe not consuming enough energy through food and then you're adding exercise on top of that, like it could affect supply, but like there's no strong research in that. So mm. it's not a really an ideal time to be like cutting energy requirements, but sometimes it's actually like you're just not getting it in because mm. life is so much more difficult yeah not eating enough for what your Mm. body needs and then breastfeeding it takes energy to make breast milk and then you you burn energy as you are exercising and so if that sort of gap is too big and you might be on a on a quite restrictive diet uh then that could play a role but it sounds Mm. like if you're doing mild or moderate exercise adequately hydrated that you should be okay to exercise. Yeah, like I would not, I would imagine that if you are having supply issues, it's not necessarily that exercise component causing you problems. I would be looking at like other things. If we're noticing, oh no, I'm starting to have some supply issues, actually not blaming it on exercise, but thinking, okay, maybe I need to seek the help of a lactation consultant or maybe I need to look at my 
diet. And we've got we, we're going to have episodes coming up all about foods that impact your supply mm. and everything like that. And we'll get a lactation consultant on as well. So I'm really excited about those. It's really reassuring to know that actually the likelihood when I'm going through the checklist of all the things that could be impacting my supply, exercise, the likelihood is is a lot lower. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing strong enough to say that, yes, cut this out. Then are there any extra considerations to be mindful of as we start exercising while we're breastfeeding? I mean, I'm not the most expert topic on this because I unfortunately have zero boobs but <laughs> um, a really like support a, like a supportive bra if mm. you're exercising is really important um I haven't really like I think it's very individual are there things we should be looking out for in a bra it might not be a, a particular brand but oh what yeah makes, what makes a good supportive bra yeah you, well it needs to obviously support number one um mm. they, there is a lot of um I guess research around like underwire versus no underwire. Like you don't mm-hmm. want anything like cutting off too much restriction either. So you do need to be fitted well. Mm, especially for breastfeeding. Generally the recommendation is no underwire because yeah, that can yeah. increase the risk of mastitis. So that's one thing you don't want. You don't want to have that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if someone's advertising a like supportive bra and it has that in it, I would be like, mm-hmm. oh, is this really the right choice? Um, yeah. What else yeah, should we be so- looking out for? Just enough support that it, it's just, I guess, not restrictive in a sense of like pulling down on the top or it's fitted to you well. I would probably look at like trying to get fitted properly. For This is a really important time, right, because they're a lot bigger than normal. Mm. So yeah. like exercising and if you're, especially if you're doing any like plyometric work or running or, I mean, like not that you're probably running at this point in time. I would, yeah. hope, well, it depends how far down you are. Um, if yeah, you're still right. breastfeeding, you know, a year on you probably are running at that point. Um, but anything like that definitely needs the support for like up and down movement, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be um, causing any too much problems. But it sounds like actually making sure it's not pulling like, you know, the straps aren't too tight around your neck. Um, or yeah, your like that's not where the support up. should be coming from. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be holding you up because it's so tight on your neck yeah. and your, your shoulders. There should be like some good support through the, the, the body. That could be in store and like um, getting fitted or actually like measuring before mm. you order online because there are some good options online. Yeah, online's hard, isn't it, all- to be fitted? <laughs> yeah, and so actually that could mean making sure you, you're measuring, being mindful that it doesn't have underwire, that it's supportive through the bust area as opposed to pulling on that neckline area mm. and yeah. making sure it actually feels comfortable overall for you. I think those are some really helpful starters because sometimes we just have no clue to what we're doing in that department and so actually on the new mums nutrition facebook group we'll put a post up and we can get people to share their recommendations because i think um you'll all have different things that might have worked for you oh and yeah so it'd, be lo- it'd be great to have your feedback of i think definitely like recommendations for other people have tried especially with the activity mm. type that you're doing is really yes. important, like how yeah. much movement you actually need. What would your key takeaway message be for someone who's listening to this episode? Well, summary would be mild to moderate exercise is probably your safest bet anyway at mm-hmm. this time. So if you're doing hardcore exercise, maybe back off just a little bit. Make sure you're well hydrated or it doesn't mean through the exercise session, like generally well hydrated during the day, during the night, like all the time. Mm-hmm. You need that. 
enough energy, you've eaten well, nourishing foods, which, and if you are worried about like any specific lactic acid buildup or anything like that, usually pretty safe about an hour after your training for that to have like kind of filtered out. So give yourself some time after your exercise has finished about an hour before you then feed again. And that's if you're doing high intensity exercise, whereas if you're doing mild to moderate there might be walking or Pilates. Yeah, you should be fine. Yeah, not really. Like lactic acid is the burning feeling that you get during exercise anyway. And, you know, Mm. as soon as you stop, that sort of kind of goes away. Like it filters into your blood and out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, So it's not usually an issue. I wouldn't have too much of an issue with moderate exercise anyway. So, And if you're doing a good cool down after your exercise, then you should be even more fine. (laughs) Well, I think that really answers the question for us. Can you exercise if you're a breastfeeding mum? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast again, Courtney. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you if they want to know more about exercise? Yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram. My handle is at her.exercise.physiology. And my website probably is the other place to go if you want to read a little bit more about anything that I do or you can get in touch with me and my website, herexercisephysiology.com.au. If you want to know where to start with postpartum nutrition, you can download our new mum's nutrition checklist at lanahearth.com. Now, this podcast is general in nature. It doesn't replace individual medical advice, so please do check with your GP and check with your dietitian for any specific needs that you have. Also, please subscribe, review, and share this podcast with a friend so that more women can optimize their nutrition and just enjoy the experience of motherhood.